Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right, another week and one preseason game in the books as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 106. At the top of this week's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with my good buddy, Greg Cosell, and what I would consider a little bit of an appetizer for those of you that listen to us every single week here during the regular season. Greg and I have a lot to chat about with all of the biggest things surrounding this Eagles team heading into this Thursday's matchup against Buffalo. Next up, we've got Scout report where this week we'll break down a rookie that has gone a little bit under the radar but I think has shown some really good flashes and that's linebacker Nate Gary but before we get into any of that let's not waste any more time I spent a few minutes this morning talking with NFL film senior producer Greg Cosell let's get to that chat now in Chalk Talk let's get down to business it's time for Chalk Talk Pleased to be joined by NFL Film Senior Producer Greg Cosell. Greg, uh, it's a Monday morning here at the NovaCare Complex. You and I just took in uh, another practice here for the Eagles. First, before we get into any other bigger topics, what were your, some of your takeaways here from Monday's practice? Well, I'll tell you, I was real excited to come out today because, number one, I wanted to see Darby, the new corner, because I remember watching him a lot coming out of Florida State and really liking the traits. I thought he had really good corner traits, particularly man-to-man corner traits, and I think you saw some of that today. As you know, he's got great quickness, really a lot of twitch to him. He can play press, and I think it was a really good move overall because ultimately he came from a team that was going to play probably 95% zone in Buffalo, which we'll see Thursday night here, um, with Sean McDermott playing that much zone. And here the Eagles will play, if you look at last year, they played probably 50% man, 50% zone. It's possible Jim Schwartz could increase the man if he feels his corners can handle it. But Darby is that kind of corner, and I think you – He's penciled in as a starter, in my view. I mean, he's been in the league two years. He's been yeah. a two-year starter. Yeah, and you saw him get an interception right in front of us yep. during red zone one-on-ones. He had a couple of pre- pass breakups down the field. Not a lot of corners move like he no. does in terms of uh, his top-end speed. You see his quickness, his fluidity. Uh, the Eagles certainly did not have someone on the roster right now that moves the way that no, uh, Not with Darby that skill does. set. I think his issue has always been, and you can say this in a sense about a lot of corners who have a lot of ability, his issue's always been discipline, technique discipline. Yep. That's where he Agree. got beat sometimes last year yep. uh, because there were a number of plays last year where he actually seemed to be in good position and gave up the play. And yep. I know you looked at some tape the last couple of days. I went back and looked as well. And, you know, he would be in position. He just would give up the play. And I think a lot of that can be technique and maybe now with a different coaching staff dealing with him a little differently, presenting the information a little differently. The goal is to get the technique, the concentration, the focus at the highest level snap after snap after snap. Yeah, and when he was asked about it at his opening presser uh, on Saturday, he said that one of the big things he needs to do to improve is finish. And I, I immediately went to those plays, yep. that to those kind of examples uh, that you talked about where, you know what, he, he just kind of gave up the play at the yeah. end. But super, super talented. You didn't see him get tools. beat in the way you think of corners getting exactly. beat. Where like, where, where's Darby compared to the receiver, right. one of those plays? Right. He just... And it's funny he would say that because that's exactly what the tape shows. And you and I know that the, the tape doesn't lie. Yeah. So it, it was just finishing. But he's a very good man-to-man corner. Well, and it's interesting, too, how the picture overall of the secondary 
now just looks a little bit different because the Eagles, you know, you trade for Ronald Darby. They added Corey Graham towards the beginning of camp, and so, now it's a way different picture than what we had even four or five weeks ago. So glad you mentioned that because Corey Graham is one of those guys not a lot of people might be familiar with. He's been in the league a long time. He's played both corner and safety. And in this league now with sort of the, the hybrid wide receiver tight end kind of player. Now you have two players in the secondary in Graham and obviously Malcolm Jenkins who can basically line up and play both uh, a tight end and at times even a wide receiver. Yep. And I think you need that kind of versatility. Look, so many teams now on first and 10 play with three wide receivers. You may not always want to be in a true nickel where you have a smaller corner in the slot. You might want to play at times what we call big nickel where you actually have three safeties. Graham and Jenkins can both be a guy that line up in the slot because that slot player on first and 10 has to be a run defender as well. Yeah, no question. We've seen a lot of different combinations uh, over the last couple days even with how they've rotated those players in the secondary. Corey Graham getting some reps in nickel with Malcolm Jenkins coming in the slot. We've seen Patrick Robinson who had previously seen all of his reps on the outside. He's getting some reps in the slot. So they're clearly trying to figure some things out. They've got a couple preseason games left where they'll be able to tinker with some things but like you said a lot of versatility now with some of those pieces and when you have a player like Darby a man-to-man -man corner you can say okay he's good on the outside right you have Russell Douglas you've got Jalen Mills two other young corners Sidney Jones also in the pipeline the future now all of a sudden you look at this and you're like all right they've got four talented corners under the age of 23 that they can work with for years and you to come. never have enough corners in the NFL never that's the way this league works now with the way teams line up with three wide receivers and and even teams now that line up with a tight end in in who's essentially a wide receiver on third down yep. even some backs now who can split out you you need to be able to cover these players man to man you can't always play zone in the NFL you have to be able to line up and play man to man the Eagles did a lot of red zone work today, and I, and I mentioned yeah. earlier we saw the interception that Darby made down in the red zone, but there was one other player that uh, really seemed to catch your eye when yeah. we were watching, and that was Nelson Aguilar. Yep. We saw him in three individual matchups against Malcolm Jenkins. He won the first two handily. Jenkins uh, roughed him up a little bit at the line of scrimmage on the third one, but when, you, when we saw Nelson get those two touchdown catches early, you turned to me and he said, is this how he's looked all summer? <laughs> right, right, because I haven't oh, had a chance did, to be out here you know, Exactly. What, what did you see, and, and it, has it been different from what you've seen from him in the past? Well, I think he's always shown flashes of the quickness as a route runner because I think when he came out of USC, look, maybe he shouldn't have been the 20th pick in a draft. That's debatable. I'm sure if he was picked 40th, more people would have said, hey, that's where he should have gone. Right. But the point is, is he is a player that, at his best, is a quickness route runner type player. Sure. You know, he's got some vertical ability, but he's not a pure burner, but he's a quickness guy. And I'm most fascinated, quite honestly, and I sure hope he stays healthy, because I think he's the, look, obviously they got Darby, but from the wide receiver position, I think he's the reason the Jordan Matthews trade was made. Because you and I both know that the wide receivers coach, who's one of the best in the league, Mike Rowe, really likes Aguilar's skill set. And he knows Aguilar can do certain things really well. And I think that Aguilar is going to play both outside and in the slot. Yep. And I think if he can reach the level that many think he can just based on his physical traits. Now, he's got to catch the ball better. Yep. He caught it very well today with some tough catches. You've been out here every day, so I can't speak to what every day has been. But he caught the ball exceptionally well today. I think he's a wild card in this offense. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting just to see that development We've seen it so far in the spring and now in the summer. I want to see it carry over yep. to the games. Really excited to see how that transition looks for Nelson Aguilar. 
Last question, a couple questions for you. I want to ask you about the Eagles' two most recent first-round picks. We saw Derek Barnett get his first live yeah. action on Thursday night, and we saw Carson Wentz now with his first full offseason under his belt come out and leave a, lead a drive for a touchdown in his only action against the Green Bay Packers last week. What did you see from Carson? What did you see from Derek Barnett on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, I, Carson Wentz obviously didn't play a ton of snaps. Of course. But I think just the touchdown to, uh, to Hollins just speaks to the kind of talent that Wentz has. I mean, as I recall, that play was a post-cross combination, yep. and the pressure was right there. They, they couldn't run the play <laughs> the way it needed to be Green run. Green Bay ran a really nice three-man game where Clay Matthews yeah. actually had his hand in the ground, yep. and they looped him around. So he came in free rusher. This isn't like, you know, Johnny Shushine no, coming around no, the corner. No. This is Clay Matthews. No. Uh, he stands up. He evades the rush, keeps his eyes downfield, and makes a perfect You know, throw. even out here today, but that play on, on Thursday night, I'm always a little – sort of surprised by the deceptive athleticism of Wentz because he moves like a smaller guy. And that play was very indicative of the way he moves. And I think that, you know, obviously he, it was a very good performance. Um, there was another play I remember where I think he read the blitz pre-snap yep. and he changed the protection. It was the second completion. It was a great yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those are the things that I really look for, as I know you do, where you see just the mental growth because that's what you're – the skill set is there. You know, the question I think with Wentz, which we probably all have, is uh, just overall accuracy. You know, is, is he going to be the 67 68% passer, or is he more of the 62% guy who's going to make big plays? That remains to be seen. But when you see the mental growth, I mean, when you play a preseason game and you're not game planning, but he comes to the line of scrimmage and pretty much just sees that blitz and knows intuitively to just change the protection. Yep. Those are the, the, the refinements you really want to see. Yeah, no question. And then you look at Derek Barnett, a guy who consistently has been working on those inside counter moves all offseason leading up to this point. Yep. And then you see on his first sack, he attacks the inside shoulder. Jason Spriggs wins with a little yep. bull rush and rips through uh, and gets his and first Spriggs NFL sack. Spriggs was a guy who was a second-round pick who yep. was viewed as a big-time prospect out of Indiana who a lot of people felt was a left tackle in the NFL and may still be a left tackle in the yep. NFL. And that was a really – you know, it, it was very much – the kind of play he made at Tennessee, and that's what you like to see. Uh, because it wasn't a play where you went, oh, my God, look at that explosive quickness. But it was just a good understanding of setting him up, good hand usage, kind of subtle, and then just getting to the quarterback. I mean, that's, that's to me what Derek Barnett was. Yeah, I didn't watch him, and I, I think you would probably agree, and just go, oh, my God, look at that explosion. Right. He just he does it snap after snap after snap. Last question for you, Greg. We, as we go into Thursday's game uh, against the Buffalo Bills, is there one player, one theme maybe that we haven't talked about yet, so outside of Nelson and Darby and Carson and Barnett, that you're most looking forward to for Thursday night? That's a great question. Um, you know, there's – I, I got to tell you, I'm very intrigued by the backfield situation because yeah. with, with Wendell Smallwood hurt, uh, we know what Garrett Blunt is. You know, that, there's no questions there. Yep. Um, we know what Sproles is. There's no questions there. I'm very anxious to see – Who's going to be that next guy? Because given what happened with Smallwood last year getting hurt, now getting hurt again, you have to just wonder when he can get sure. out there and play. Sure. So who's going to be the back? Because Blunt is really a runner. We know what Sproles is. Who's that guy who is theoretically both? Yep. And, you know, I'm real anxious to see who they line up and who gets those snaps. Yeah, that's going so to be that very interesting. So that to me is, is, is a position to sort of watch – Assuming Smallwood can't get out there over the next couple of weeks, who's going to be that guy? No question. Well, Greg, uh, a preseason edition yeah. of our conversations here, a little bit of an appetizer for our hardcore listeners that are with us each and every week during the regular season. Looking forward to getting things going in a couple of weeks.
Thanks, Fran. Great stuff from Greg, and you can follow him on Twitter just like I do, at Greg Cosell. And while you're at it, I'm at FDuffy3. That's where I post all of the podcasts I'm a part of and all of our X's and O's content that we produce here at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And you know I greatly appreciate everybody that promotes this podcast on social media. That is one way to support the show, but the other is to go onto Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, give us a rating, and even leave us a comment. I wanted to give a shout-out to Thomas from Maryland for his great rating and comment that he left on our iTunes page saying how much he loved the show so thanks to thomas and all of you out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our podcast offerings over on philadelphiaeagles.com all right before we keep moving here and since i was only able to grab greg for a few minutes i thought that before we moved into scouting report i'd give you five players that really stood out to me last thursday against green bay so no particular order just five names that i thought did a really nice job in that game and we talked about Derek barnett with greg but how about the other rookie defensive lineman, Elijah Qualls from Washington, who was a sixth-round pick. I thought that he really stood out. He, this summer during practice, he, again, he was not here during OTAs in the spring, was only here for minicamp, and he obviously he was still trying to in, in catch-up mode at that point. I thought that he got hurt early in camp, and he was still kind of coming along, hadn't really shown much in terms of flash plays during practice. But once the, he got into the game against Green Bay – you saw him against the run. You saw him disrupt the passing game. You saw him with that, that sudden spin move where he beat the left guard and was able to get inside. I thought Elijah Qualls had a lot of really good flashes in the game. You look at Mac Hollins, obviously caught that big touchdown pass from, from uh, Carson Wentz, and I thought he looked really good throughout the course of the game. Whether he was on special teams, he was a starter on three of the four special teams units. You saw him as a blocker. You saw him after the catch, not just on that play, but on another where he made somebody miss along the right sideline. Mac Hollins has looked the part each and every day he has been here in Eagles Green, and that continued last Thursday night. Number three, I would say Razul Douglas also had a really strong game, had a pass break up in the game, also just looked very comfortable. He didn't look out of place, and that's what you're looking for with these rookies from spring up until this part of the summer. You want to see guys that look like they belong, and Razul Douglas – Sure, he's given up some plays here and there in the course of practice, but he looks like he belongs out there on the football field. I thought that definitely was the case last Thursday against Green Bay. Bryce Treggs, second-year receiver out of Cal, the speedster, had a bunch of catches in the game. I've mentioned in a couple different areas how he has improved his game in almost every single facet. We know that he can run. We know that he's got the ability to impact the game vertically. He can be a returner, but he's gotten better after the catch. You've seen his ability to make people miss with the ball in his hands here at camp, but then also he's been more confident at the catch point, and he's been a much more consistent route runner. You see him get a little bit better at creating separation with technique at the top of his route. I think that's a testament to the work that he has put in, as well as the teaching from Coach Mike Grow, the position coach with the receiver. So Bryce Treggs really stood out. And I put this in the article that went up on the site on Friday. But I thought both Donnell Pumphrey and Corey Clement, sure, both of them had some issues holding on to the football or, you know, just in terms of as a ball carrier. But in pass protection, I thought both guys really did a nice job in pass pro. And that's usually one of the biggest hills to climb for those young running backs. And I thought Pumphrey and Clement both showed up pretty well against Green Bay, who sent a ton of pressure in, in the uh, form of blitzes and stunts at this Eagles offense on Thursday. So for both those young guys to step up and play well in that phase of the game, I thought was good to see. All right, let's keep this show going. We just spent some time talking about some of these defensive rookies and Derek Barnett and Razul Douglas and Elijah Qualls. How about another rookie on that side of the ball? Let's talk a little bit about Nate Gary in our scouting report. Dim those lights. We're headed to the film room for the scouting report. 
All right, so Nate Gary coming out of Nebraska. He was a third-team All-American last year, just under six foot two, 218 pounds. He played safety. He was a three-year starter at safety for the Cornhuskers in that 4-3 scheme. He was the strong safety playing to the, to the short side of the field, to the boundary side. They played him deep. He rolled down into the box. He did have some reps in press man coverage against tight end. So there were some roles where you can see that transition to linebacker and others where he looked more like a safety. And honestly, after watching him, I thought that he could stay stick as a safety but when you see some of the, the, the positive traits in his skill set you could see why this Eagle staff thought he could make the move to linebacker but to me when I watched him at safety he was certainly a below average athlete for the safety spot there was some wasted movement when he was asked to click and close on throws in front of him he wasn't really smooth in transition I thought he was just athletic enough though to hang as a backup safety in the NFL in zone coverage I thought he showed really good awareness to feel routes behind him and not take the cheese on those low routes on those low crossing routes in front of him, leaving you know windows behind him in the passing game. And we saw that in the spring. He had a couple really nice interceptions in the spring in underneath zone coverage, and he's made some plays in coverage here in summer camp as well. So that's certainly something that has transitioned over with him to the linebacker spot. Uh, when you watch him take good angles to the football in the run game, I think that he that's something else that has carried over. He did that from the deep safety spot. Now you're seeing it at linebacker. Very physical in the run game. He'll attack blocks downhill, was not afraid to mix it up with bigger blockers at the point of attack. He would run the alley, which when I say the alley, I mean that area right between the hash marks and the numbers, and he's able to run that and finish one-on-one. -on -one. I thought he was a really reliable tackler as a safety and someone that really transitioned well as a special teamer. And that was something that I thought with his play style, with his energy level, his intensity, I thought he could really transition well as a quality special teamer. That remains to be seen. We'll be very interested to see how he, how much special teams he does play once we hit to the regular season. As far as negatives, I thought there were times as a deep safety where his eyes got a little bit caught in the backfield too long and he took a little bit longer to read in deep coverage than I thought that he should. And that's something that he does not have to worry about now playing linebacker. So that certainly is something that got taken off his plate. He will have to, though. And this is something I, I didn't write down because I saw him as a safety. But seeing the game from a completely different angle, that's, a, that's an ad adjustment for any player. So that's certainly something that he's working through currently, making that move to the linebacker position. I thought that he would struggle to play as a middle-of-the-field player, as a safety. His makeup speed was not great. Could he play sideline to sideline? Could he recover if he did bite on a double move deep vertical? That's a big question uh, that now he does not have to answer playing at linebacker. So uh, very, very good from that standpoint. I didn't want him to be stuck in man coverage against NFL receivers again. You're talking about an, an athletic player at the linebacker spot. If he did stick at safety, that would have been an issue. Now you're talking about him as maybe a solid athlete for a linebacker spot, a guy that can man up on running backs, that can do a nice job against tight ends with his physicality. So I'm very interested to see his development. I thought he had a solid game against Green Bay, had a, a nice tackle in the flat in the passing game, had another nice motor play out on the right side of the field. Uh, later on in the game as well. So Nate Gary is a guy I'm really excited about. I thought he's a really good run defender, smart guy, tough guy, has really done a lot to get his body where it needs to be for the linebacker spot. So really excited about his transition to linebacker here in the NFL. All right, great stuff today from Greg Cosell and all of you, all of you out there listening, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, and, of course, on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. Thank you. And, again, if you get the time, 
Go on, rate the show, leave us a comment wherever you listen. Just go. It's the best way to support the show. Just leave a comment or give us a rating. All that being said, I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. For everybody here at the Novacare Complex, I'm Fran Duffy. We'll talk to you next week.